0: Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue podcast. It's Amir for Broncos Avenue on Instagram and Twitter. Joined by my co-host Charlie today and our special guest Dustin. Super excited to have you guys on today. Uh, we're going to be reacting to the Broncos unfortunate loss against the Tennessee Titans in week 10. Um obviously lots of uh you know lots of you know optimism heading heading into this game. The Broncos coming off a bye week. Maybe they can get get this thing going back going on offense and just another week where it looked like it was you know the same same thing for the Broncos offense. Um, obviously, I want to talk about this one. The Broncos fall to three and six. Um, this, the rest of the season, the whole outlook, not looking too uh, bright for Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett in this offense. Um, the Broncos drop this one 17 to 10. Yet another game where the Broncos lose by one possession. They very easily could be sitting at eight and one right now. Um, I saw a stat on Twitter. Um, that said if the Broncos scored at least 18 points um, in every game that they would be eight and one this season. That's just wild to me, but um, I want to start off with you, Charlie. How, how are you feeling about after this game? What are your main takeaways after watching this one?
1: Well, I I think it's safe to say I'm at a loss for words and um, yeah, I I did not really want the game to turn out like the way it did. I mean, I, I, in a way, I kind of expected it because, you know, that's just how they've been playing all season. But I thought if there was really a chance they were going to turn it around this season, it would start with this game. And I didn't see that. So I'm very disappointed, safe to say. Um, everything that should have went wrong went wrong, such as the offensive line. And um, the play calling from Hackett was very questionable this game. And that is my two major takeaways on why we lost this game. And that's why I'm disappointed.
0: How are you feeling, Dustin?
2: Oh man. Okay. So disappointed would be an understatement. I'll try to keep this super quick. Another yeah. week, another Melvin Gordon fumble. So we can go ahead and start with that. I know nice. it didn't get it didn't get called. We lucked out, but it was definitely a fumble. At least that's that's what I remember. Um and then I I don't know what, you, you blame the player calling, you can blame Russ, you can blame every other person on the offense, but it's like, I feel like we're the only team in the league that can't score more than, what, 14 points or something? 18, we'll go with 18, right? That's 18. what the stat says. Yeah. 18 points in the league, and it's like, whether it's Russ holding the ball on too long, or another thing I notice a bunch, too, is it'll be third and 14, and we we'll, won't he'll, he'll throw. We won't even like look at the receivers downfield to just be like, check down super quick. It's like Teddy Gloves all over again. It's just, it's blowing. It's blowing my mind. It hurts it hurts my soul. We're paying this dude two hundred. what was it 250, 260 million? And yeah, we're 245 million. bottom of the league right now in offense. So we can't even score. It's like it's an offensive league and we can't even can't do anything. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, I think when you look at the the lack of you know offensive success by the Broncos this season, um, you have to look at the group as a whole, because you know, despite how terrible Russ has been, and you know, I do agree with you to an extent there. Um, when you're paying a quarterback that much money, you do expect them to make your whole offense look better, because that you know that's why you went and traded two firsts, two seconds, three starters, and you know, obviously give him you know nearly two hundred fifty million dollars, for five years. So, um, yeah. I, but when you look at this offense as a whole, it's very disappointing to see that the way things are going, that the lack of execution, um, the game planning by Nathaniel Hackett, Justin Outen in this offense and just all execution from top to bottom on that offensive side of the ball has been atrocious. And there's no reason why we should have the best defense in, um, in the NFL. One of the best defense we've seen in previous years, the best defense we've seen since the 2015 Broncos and the off. And then the offense complements it by being the worst in the league, the worst scoring offensive league. One of the worst rushing offenses in the league since Javante was injured. We just can't get any any kind of positive thing going on offense right now. Nothing to build off of. It just looks like the same thing every week. You know, three and outs, punts. Um, you know, occasionally an interception, and just like nothing is working for this team at all. They're finding not finding any chemistry, um, and when they do find chemistry, it just looks really you know misexecuted, and it just kind of it's like kind of like a prayer play call It's or, accidental. Yeah, exactly, and we, even from the the few successful plays we saw yesterday was a Russell Wilson audible to Jalen Virgil that went 66 yards. The fact that that wasn't even credited from Nathaniel Hack in this offense is mind-boggling. We hired an offensive-minded guy, and this is what we see this season. It's just unbelievable.
2: I don't I don't want to be the guy that just like c- cuts you off real quick, but I don't really feel like that. Yeah, it was it was it was definitely an audible. But I felt like the coverage is more broken than anything. There was nobody within fifteen, twenty yards of the guy. There's no way that that was, that was an actual coverage that wasn't just broken. So, guys, like, like like we just said a second ago, it's like everything that we get feels like an accident. Like it wasn't supposed to happen, and it's just it's mind boggling to me.
0: It does suck. I agree because you look at the Greg Dulcich touchdown. I mean, that was. I don't. I wouldn't say that was anything from your pure skill or talent. And I hate to be that guy. Greg Dulcich is—he's a crazy good athlete and crazy good tight end. And he's going to be the franchise guy here for a while if he can stay healthy. Um, But yeah, you just look at plays like um, those—those long touchdowns. Those are just—I don't know if it's busting coverages or what it is. But that's not—you know—that's not any kind of you know offensive scheme, you know, genius kind of going on. Anything going on there? Nothing super impressive to go off of
1: i think that's what our really main problem is this season too I mean, you you look at or no not really this season but at least in the titans game if you saw how much time russell wilson had to throw in the pocket and how well the offensive line was holding up he'd get like three or four seconds to you know throw the ball downfield but i, I think it starts with hackett's you, you know, play calling, or not even play calling, just the design of the plays themselves. If you're a quarterback and have three to four seconds in the pocket to throw, then you are above one of the best in the league, or at least you should be, because you're getting a hell of a lot more time than those other quarterbacks in the league getting two and a half seconds to throw every single play. If those receivers cannot get open in an over or above average amount of time, then it all falls back on the coach. And if you look at the Jalen Virgil touchdown, it was like literally like three simple go routes. And they just lucky they had two safeties over top and not one covering Jalen Virgil. And that's how he got open. So uh, that's my big takeaway from this game was Hackett's dumbed down playbook. And I
2: hate it. I hate how simple it is. Our, our touchdown came off of an audible to all verts. So I think this is all that needs to be said.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I just can't – I'm going to say this right now. I know a lot of us really convinced ourselves that Hackett would be this offensive guru for us before the season. And, you know, we really could've really sat there in the mirror and looked at ourselves and said, Russell Wilson, regardless of who's going to be there, he's going to make this head coach and this offense look great. And it just – at the end of the day, that's not what it's been. And um, Nathaniel Hackett is someone who I've always – from the beginning of the hire – all the way till now, I've always had that feeling in my gut that I'm not sure, I'm not too sure if that was the the most logical hire in that process. What do you guys take back going all the way back to that, you know, whole head coach interviewing and the hire process? Um, what do you take away from that? You know, obviously Brian Dable um, was someone that they he, they knew he was going to go straight to the, the Giants. So it was understandable for them to not give him, you know, um, you know, any kind of interview or inquiries or anything like that. But, um, you know, you look at like Mike McDaniel and then obviously Kevin O'Connell made it to our top three candidates and we we didn't even hire him. And it, it actually came down to Hackett. And I believe it was Hackett and Dan Quinn. So what, what do you guys take away from all that?
1: Um, I really just wonder why they'd even consider anybody who hasn't had any previous head coaching experience. And given that Hackett only really had a couple good years under his belt with Rodgers, and Rodgers was really the one who made that offense in Green Bay happen. He, he, it was all tailored to him, and everything worked his way, not Hackett's way. Sure, Hackett knows a lot about offense, but that lack of coaching experience really worries me. And you saw that through the first few games of our season.
2: Yeah, and I I pretty much agree wholeheartedly. We had, we had a bunch of candidates up on the board, and um, two of them seem like right now would have been a much better option. I don't know if they were hoping for a as much as they deny it. I feel like a lot more of it had to do with trying to get Rodgers than anybody wants to admit to because none of it it doesn't make sense to me any other way unless they're hoping for like a McVay type type of luck, you know, but it to to my knowledge, Hackett wasn't even the one calling the plays in Green Bay. So it's not like it's not like they they pulled the coordinator who was currently calling plays. It's like they just pulled him out of a a lucky pool of people that were doing good around him and just hope that he would bring the same performance over here. Yeah. And it's like, and the the other thing I want to touch on, and I don't know if, if what the actual issue is, but it's like, it doesn't matter who's been here. It doesn't matter what's been going on ever since Manning left. It's great defense, great defense, great defense, terrible offense, terrible offense, terrible offense. It doesn't matter who's there. So I don't know if we're just cursed or something, I don't know if we did something wrong, I don't know if we got like a Lions Calvin Johnson type thing going on in the background that I'm unaware of, but yeah, something something's got to change.
0: It's it's outrageous cuz we can't play complimentary football to save our lives and it's like like you said it's the same thing every year we have elite defense and this this defense this year like I said early on is the best we've seen since that Super Bowl run and the fact that we can't that we're wasting that is aggravating me so much and you know the rest of broncos country as well you can't can't stand seeing it um even with all the injuries you look at one of the best safeties in football justin simmons missing multiple games this season i believe he's missed like half the games and caden stern's obviously an ir and the list goes on of the broncos players that i've lost ronald darby 20 acl and the Not fact that we're williams yeah, Kaywan Williams. Um, wanna get to that as well. He is having knee surgery, he's out for the next four games. But guess what? We're still gonna keep our uh uh offense in games, well, but we're still gonna not win them most likely.
2: If you if you don't mind me touching on this real quick, so this is the first game without Chubb too. And I mean, I'm not 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 saying Chubb wasn't a great player, but our pass rush did, at least in my eyes, extremely well. All things considered, especially with injuries, we were getting to Tannehill. We were pressuring him all game. He was running around the entire game, and that was with what without Gregory, without Browning, without Chubb. Now Chubb's—I mean—gone. I guess I don't know if you can count that, but yeah, we half our team is injured, and that's the other thing that I don't like. I don't like what people keep talking about because it's like we have injuries on offense and defense. Our defense is able to figure it out, but our offense isn't, and I don't understand why.
1: Right there. We have right a there. very severe lack of depth on offense and a very abundant amount of depth on defense. That's a that's a good point to consider. Um, uh, you feel... you could look watch the third string guys go out there
2: and absolutely ball every day. Well And, and you know to, to to touch on that though, Hinton came in and did great.
0: Yeah, I think Hinton's a great player.
2: Yeah. Definitely. I think is kind of interesting too is that we do have these players that can come in and make plays when we need them to, but they're not there. And then the other question I want, since we're just touching on players that are in the background, Albert O. What what is he just gone? Like <laughs> <laughs> doesn't I get him. utilized much anymore. I saw it's him. In, in I saw
0: him suited up for this game, which is interesting, but we just didn't see him at all on the field.
2: <laughs> Nothing, which blows, especially with all the with all the injuries to. Like with Judy going out and and all that stuff, you'd think that maybe I mean he's a, he's a vertical threat at least. He's he's got speed, he's got size. You'd think they'd use him some way, shape, or form. But I'm I'm not an NFL coach, so I, I don't know. I guess, but.
0: Yeah, we're kind of all asking the same thing about Alberto. I mean, the whole, like, the whole usage and um, decision of, like, how the coaches have used the players and their decisions to bench them and when they don't want to and whatnot has been interesting, to say the least. Um, I'm not disagreeing with it by any means. I think um, – and, you know, I, I'm, I'll am i be one of the first people to tell you that I think Melvin Gordon should be off this team now. And um, yeah. Melvin Gordon uh, – Try
2: half a year ago. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we, we kind of talked in the offseason about, you know, how, how we were kind of questionable about bringing him back. But um, going back to that Chargers game where they kind of just sat him for no reason, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest Melvin Gordon hater, but I, I wasn't too sure the reasoning behind that, why it made any sense in that, in that time in the moment. I understand he fumbled a week ago, but you, you start him in the beginning yeah. of the game, and then you just lean away from him for no reason. I really – and you gave him like three carries.
1: And then yeah. you start him the next game. Yeah, exactly.
2: That's what confused me was, like, I I thought they were just pulling him out. If they were pulling him out for good and getting rid of him, it would have made sense. But then he starts the next game. We find out, like, right after the game that he's going to be starting later in the week. This is,
0: yeah, this is, like, below average coaching decision making. (laughs) I really couldn't tell you guys what is going on behind the scenes. Um, There's reports that uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Justin Allen were, like, sleeping in the facility for weeks uh, to fix this offense, and it somehow got worse, so...
1: Uh, <laughs> dude get some sleep Hackett yeah, <laughs> obviously maybe, maybe, you need
2: it yeah exactly maybe that's the problem maybe they're not sleeping enough maybe that's the issue right oh, now That's hilarious I got the coach from bed it honestly work a little better having, having nightmares of the Chiefs and how like no matter who they have on the field they managed to make something work but we're supposed to have a you know like and that's the other thing too it sucks it's like going into the year we thought we were a quarterback away we had all these superstar receivers we had everything and like dude, I, I love Cortland son's my guy but what five games now he hasn't really produced much so i yeah. I, I don't know and and you know part part of that had to do at the beginning with like he was definitely being forced the ball when he shouldn't have been being forced the ball but now it just kind of seems like it, it it sucks to say it as it is but it's like he's he's just a big body he's not creating separation on his own he's not he doesn't have the the he's not super slow by all means but he doesn't have the getaway speed to get away from these corners you know he's not he's <laughs> just He's a big body and yeah. it, it sucks.
0: That's his like number one trait. He's kinda a go up and get it guy kind of guy, a 50-50 ball kind of guy. And when you take that away from him, it's like, what does Corlin Sun really bring to the table? Um, you know, I think he's a you know, he's a really physical talent. Um, but when he's a, when you ask him to be, you know, your guy, when you see Judy and Hammer go down and you ask Corlin Sun to be your guy, he he made a few good he made a few good plays yesterday. That one hand catch was sick. That was sick. Um, but besides that, there's nothing that really changed the course of the game Any, you know, kind of game changing plays by him. Um, yeah. I, I've said it for a few weeks now. I don't, I don't believe Corlin sons, you know, the, the, not, I wouldn't say he's not a wide receiver one, but he's not like the set in soul, stone wide receiver one. I think that's more Tim Patrick.
2: He's not a, he, he's not a, a, a big time game changer, which is, which is what you need. You need, like you know, you, you see Hopkins or like Adams, it's like no matter where they're at on the field, you throw the ball their way, they're they're getting it, and they're not only getting it, they're probably running for some too. And it's yeah. just it doesn't Justin it Jefferson doesn't, yeah, yeah, Justin Jefferson the list goes on. <laughs> but what blows my mind too, and I've been thinking about it, and I don't know exactly what it, it is. When Locke was when, when Locke was our QB, the son it seemed like he could make every play in the world. But now we got Rush thrown to him, and it's like, what what's going on? I'm not saying that's like the quarterback's fault there at all that's not what i'm saying but i don't know what would cause that to to change
1: i think we're really missing rich scangarello right now that was the guy who was getting Sutton open and drawing up play this like no
2: one's business yeah
1: 2019 Sutton was a
2: different Sutton. yeah that's for sure i, I bought his jersey that year and just me too got it right up there
0: hey in my house got the dt jersey too um sir sure. r.i.p um, yeah, nothing really much else to say about the game. It was just another week, same same shit. Incredible defense, poor offense. Um, they they really had a chance to win it there at the end. Um, I, I still haven't gone back and look at that final play from the all twenty two uh standpoint, but I heard from people that uh apparently Greg
2: Dolchich was open a little bit. Oh, yeah I think on a crosser. Yeah, there was Dolchich and I mean, even arguably, I'm not saying he would have been able to make it in, and I think that's who he was trying to get the ball to, Sutton. Yes. Yeah, so, I heard like, about that. Yeah. Yeah. It, granted, he was like 10 yards away from the line, but I'll tell you <laughs> what, I'd rather have the ball in his hand than the Titans. So.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, and it's kind of hilarious because with how terrible this offense has been and th- that final drive was like, so like, I don't know how to explain it. It was so poverty to where, every play was just kind of like, holy cow, how did we get that first down? Like the Titans are giving it straight to us. And like, what? there was a few plays where we saw um, Russell Wilson kind of just chuck it up in the air and it goes like 10 feet up into the air, but it only goes like two, two yards forward. And it was just kind of, su- it was like one of the almost the sloppiest game winning drive of all time. And of course they ended off in the most Broncos way yeah. with an interception throw, throw a <laughs> uh, shout out to drew luck.
1: <laughs> the scene, seeing seeing dumb Tyree Cleveland slip on that crucial third and six route at the end of the game hurt my soul to watch. Oh yeah, that oh, if yeah. he would if he had caught that that would have changed the course of the game. I think well, we would have been set up right
2: and in shop inside the ten yard line. While we're on the topic of people slipping, what was going on with the field? Because it seemed like we had people slipping all game long,
0: and lots of people getting injured too. Yeah,
2: exactly. Jerry Judy first so play of the game. Yeah, and we got lucked out. It looks like it's just a an ankle sprain, right? He didn't tear yeah. anything to my yeah. yeah.
0: So. so yeah, so good news on that. Jerry Judy is uh he's kind of it's kind of up in the air status for this week against the Raiders, but great news after the MRI. It wasn't an Achilles. Um, it was just a, like a mild ankle sprain, according to Ian Rappaport. So very great news. Obviously, Jerry Judy, it's kind of been the life of that receiver in the last few weeks. Um, so we might pot- yeah. potentially get him back this week instead of losing him for the rest of the season. So.
2: Yeah, that's good. And I while we're on that topic of that poverty drive, I wanted to say this about Russ because I was watching the game. I was thinking, like, guy, ah, he's not doing too bad. And the the reason I thought that was because he we, we kind of got a little bit more. He was escaping the pocket more. He was able to get out more, but he wasn't doing anything with it. Like it wasn't. It, it wasn't like he was escaping the pocket and getting the ball downfield. And I don't know if that's a Russ thing. I don't know if that's a receiver thing, like, but it is there just nobody open downfield or is he just not seeing them?
0: Yeah, I would have to look more at the film, but from initial, like, uh you know, from the n- initial standpoint and perspective I'm seeing from everybody, our uh, receivers were just failing to get any type of separation. Usually whenever Russ is, you know, breaking out of a sack like that, and making a play, we've seen him plenty of times kind of hit Jerry Judy on like a comeback route or hitch, whatever it's going to be. A few times we've seen it to Sutton, to Kendall Hinton, but we just didn't get any of that today. Or, I'm sorry, yesterday. So, yeah, I, I would say it's just a combination of both, honestly. And I'm not going to say that Russ, um, that, that we're not going to blame this on him because we've seen him, we saw him break a few sacks yesterday and then completely misfire on some players. I saw him multiple times yesterday, miss tight ends. miss. I saw him miss Melvin Gordon a few times. It was Duel frustrating. Down, down yeah, complete, that would have been, he would have, dude, dulcet is yeah. fast. That would have been a touchdown. That would have been a game-changing play. And it's a 50 yard gain. And that's supposed to be Russ's that's supposed to be Russ's thing. He's supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 deep ball, you know, right on target, dropping in the bread basket. We've seen that a few times from the season, but um, it's just been so inconsistent this year.
1: Yeah, you really hate to see his arm strength just take a huge bounce from last year to this year. Toll. Yeah.
2: Yeah and I'm wondering maybe the injury maybe his arm or his elbow was his elbow right is more a shoulder it was a shoulder right shoulder. yeah is more is more injured than he's willing to admit or anybody's willing to admit like I'm it, it sucks to say like cuz I never hope injury on anybody but based on his performance I kind of hope that's the issue and this doesn't carry on into next yeah, year Yeah you were saying cuz as optimistic as I want to be like I we'd have to completely win out everything would have to go our way and we'd have to flip switch tomorrow night and I don't see that happening so I don't mean to be that guy but I'm kind of looking on the next year already so
0: yeah apparently Albright said that uh that hamstring and shoulder is actually still bothering him so I mean we don't we don't know how obviously Albright isn't living inside of his body but and I I don't I doubt Russ would just tell him that but
2: well yeah and um, then on the the flip side it's like if I was underperforming to my 240 million dollar contract too if I had anything to give a reason as to why I would definitely use it so (laughs) yeah um
0: yeah the Broncos dropped that one to 17 to 10 just um it's the same thing from last week and the week before and um obviously that they, they honestly they look similar to the way they did against the jags it's just they put up a few uh two more touchdown drives and um in that jags game when they weren't scoring a touchdown they were going three and out so um there's there a lot of people wanted to you know get themselves hyped up about that game and you know believe the hype and everything but um the matter of fact was they were just able to put up a few touchdown drives and cover up all the you know the you know unsuccessful offensive drives that they they had um you know prior to that. So um looking to see improvement heading into this Raiders game. Look, when we play the Raiders, none of the records the records don't matter because we can't it's lose a, to the Raiders. It's it's a divisional <laughs> game and I'm gonna be at an all time low, pissed off. Um if, <laughs> yeah if we if we lose to the Raiders. I, I believe this will be like um I, I I think it was like two three years ago we last last time we beat the Raiders, right?
1: Yeah, I believe so. It was yeah. that last game of the season we won by 3, I think, 16 to 19.
0: Yeah, I I I can't afford to lose to the to the Raiders again. Well, um, especially with to how to be swept.
2: I, I want to say with how they're performing, but at least they're putting up points most of the time, so I don't even I don't even know what to say like. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, so now I kind of want to jump into uh the week 10 games around the NFL. We do this weekly. It's been a kind of a segment that we have. I love doing these. Um so Dustin and Charlie we're going to kind of talk about these week 10 games. Uh, have a little fun doing these. I uh, hope the viewers listening enjoy this. Um so 15 to 25 the Panthers being the Falcons on Thursday night football. Um, obviously after PJ Walker going 3 of 9 for an inter- like two interceptions last week, uh, Kendall Hinton's ty- type of stat line roasted the shit out of him for that. <laughs> they go they go right back to him. Uh, and he goes ten of sixteen for one hundred eight yards, but they get the dub courtesy of being carried on their on his absolute back by Deontay Foreman. Uh, what were you guys uh, thoughts on this game?
1: Poverty franchises, both of them.
2: <laughs>
1: I mean, I thought I, I was a fan of a poverty franchise, but this is just poverty versus poverty. Yeah,
2: that was the that was the game. It was super uh, super windy the whole game, right? Rainy. Rainy, okay, yeah. So they were they were running the ball, and I I think something caught me. They didn't use a, the Falcons didn't use Cordell once, correct? Yeah, yeah that's so yeah that was that that Five was of my fantasy too. Yeah, that that was an Sucks. interesting decision. I feel like, but you know, I mean, I at the end of the day, does it really matter? Neither one of them are. Yeah, I mean, this kind of
1: knocked the Falcons out of of first place in the NFC South, I think, or at least mm. set them back a little bit.
0: Yeah, Bucks are in first now.
2: I know I saw I saw something that was interesting it was like uh which I I I I never doubt Brady just touching on the bucks real quick but it's like you know that they always I feel like they always start bad and people just count them out I don't feel like they ever really start good so I was kind of confused to see everybody just count Brady out but it's like low key not over yet (laughs) low key
0: we made we made our Super Bowl predictions on the podcast I I believe like last week and um I I predict the 49ers and Chiefs Low key, I'm thinking about changing that to the the, the Buccaneers. Call me crazy, but
1: um, I can't doubt Brady in his last season, look, look, or the look, divorce look. season.
2: Yeah, I don't know if this is bad of me to say. I don't know if this is wrong, but Brady's got to get a ring, right? You know, he just he lost one, got to get another one. <laughs> he's got to copycat, gotta, Peyton Manning. Yeah, he's got to make it work. Yeah. So. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah, that game boring. Uh, any Panthers games boring? I don't care if they score more points than us.
2: 100 um, <laughs> <100%, 100%. laughs> percent. What's wrong
1: uh, with the Panthers?
0: Twenty-four to ten. That's what's wrong with them. Uh,
1: exactly yeah, yeah. right.
0: All right. So All right. the the Bucks and Seahawks. Um, two two NFC teams go at it uh, in this game. I thought it was, a, it was a pretty good game. A lot of defense. Um, the Bucks pull this one off. Um, started uh, three and five. They win. They've won the last two now. And um, Geno Smith 275 yards, two touchdowns, um, only 10 incompletions, but they got absolutely nothing done on the ground. Kenneth Walker 10 carries, 17 yards. Um, so that was kind of the difference in this one. And the Buccaneers defense finally had a good game, seems like.
2: Yeah, yeah
1: Geno Smith is poverty and he's a check down merchant, <laughs> but I, I love the dude as much as you know. Uh, Russell Wilson's been socking this season. Juno Smith has had a good season. This one didn't fall for him. He did start doing well in the fourth quarter, though. He threw a couple touchdowns.
0: They wrote me off, and I, I wrote back this time.
1: <laughs> yeah, he uh, wrote back all right. I, or I Kenneth don't. Walker did for him. 1.7-yard <laughs> yeah. average.
2: Man, Gino, poverty, not poverty, I don't know. But he puts up points, so it's yeah. definitely – definitely the magic number 16
1: yeah. is what he put up this week
2: yeah exactly so it's just for us <laughs> just for us oh my gosh that was uh
0: his um that was him uh uh what do you call it worshiping russell wilson or whatever yeah
2: yeah you know and i i, I don't know if again i feel like i wasn't i wasn't in the popular category of people i i truly thought the bucks would win this game i honestly didn't even think it would be this close yeah I picked, not-
0: the, I picked the bucks to win this game
2: yeah. It's not, it's not to say that the, I even thought the Seahawks were bad. It's just like, I, I'm pretty sure Brady has never lost a game outside the U S. So what is he five and O now? I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Five and oh.
2: Yeah. Five and zero, And it's just like, I, I never once thought for a second that the Buccaneers were going to be bad whatsoever, even after they, they kept losing and losing and losing. Like they, it's Brady. They don't, as much yeah. as as much as I, I want to be like oh yeah Brady I want to see him lose like he's just he just doesn't lose it's not the kind of guy that he is it's like I'm tired of seeing this guy win but I'm smart enough to know that he's probably going to so I might as well just get over it.
0: It's okay. crazy because I'm not I'm not gonna even sing your lie to you guys I mean the proof is there on the internet I said that Brady was cooked and it, pr- <laughs> it proved me wrong there I really thought that with their terrible offensive line this was finally gonna be it for Brady and maybe it still it still could be but. Um, I think they're. I think after the way these last two games go, I think you guys can be pretty uh, sure that they're going to at least make the playoffs now. Especially with the how trash their division is. Um, yeah. I think very, sorry. I, I was about to say I think they're just a lock to make it now.
2: Yeah, very, very optimistically, and like, like I said, I you just can't. It, you know, it's it's one thing, you know, like watching I don't know Justin Fields go, you know, zero and four, but when Brady goes zero and four, my first thought isn't, oh my god, the season's over. Like you just don't I don't know, maybe I just look at Brady too high, whatever.
0: Nah, I mean he's Tom Brady, so it's crazy how forty-five year olds, forty-five years old, he still might go out on top. If he plays another year, I swear to God, I'm I'm like <laughs>
2: Well what, what what to be fair, if he was gonna retire, shouldn't he have done it already? like with everything that's going on like don't you think it would have been this year already that he would have done it so i think if
1: he wins a ring this year he's going to retire
0: yeah i think so too i mean it's the most insane story he 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 retires or he retires and then he comes back out and goes back to the bucks and then all this shit happens with his uh with his um fiance and yeah. then all this talk about how the bucks are finally washed tom brady's washed they're, they're not doing anything this year. They're gonna finish the losing record. Tom Brady's not good anymore. And then imagine for him to win the Super Bowl this year. That's <laughs> like yeah. I, I'm not even trying to be a Tom Brady meat ride or anything. I mean, I love Peyton Manning. Um, but that would be one hell of a story. I mean, that's some Michael, that's some Michael Jordan shit right there. I mean, yeah, look,
2: <laughs> look, look, Omaha uh, for the rest of my life till the day I die. Okay. Yes, sir. But I will admit if Brady managed to get through the divorce through everything. And then go and get a ring at the very end. That would be a hell of a. That would be it. That would be the perfect end of the sunrise ending for sure. So and then he goes to get to go on uh, on Fox and like three hundred something million (laughs) dollars. So that's always a good thing too. (laughs) He 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 beat
0: the Adam Schefter allegations.
2: (laughs) Put him in for coach for the Broncos,
1: dude. Have him replace Hackett. Oh Just Saturday, can go out and the beat the Raiders after should, no previous coaching experience. Tom Brady can do. We,
0: we, we should find a ESPN get up analyst for this Sunday's game. Booger McFarland. Booger McFarland. Shit, dude. That's uh, hilarious. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the next game we have the uh, Detroit Lions, Chicago Bears. I actually mm-hmm. picked the Bears in this one. Uh, no, it seems like it was a pretty good. It seems like it was pretty <laughs> pretty good game. Um, yeah. 31 to 30, the Lions win. Um, it seems like, I mean, Jared Goff kind of had, like, a mid-stat line. Um, his his uh, pl- 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 I'm sorry. Um, complete percentage was pretty good. Uh, Jamal Williams, I mean, he had a touchdown. DeAndre Swift uh, obviously limited six carries for six yards and a touchdown. Um, I don't know. It just kind of seemed like who was going to score more touchdowns in this one regardless of, you know, how long the drives were or whatever. But, um this is another game where I felt like Justin Fields It was another game where he put up multiple touchdowns, uh, whether it was yep. the ground or through the air. He had four total touchdowns. Um, he almost had more rushing yards than passing yards again. Um, he had 167 yards and only 12, uh, 12 completions. So, I mean, it's not the worst. Yeah, um, he, uh, he cracked. The I was prepared in the for
1: all, too. I was prepared for all the Justin Fields. Hey, I can't lie. <laughs> No, At he... least from you, Broncos.
2: I, <laughs> I was yeah, I was kinda waiting for somebody to say something because my follow-up was gonna be are, are we regretting not getting fields now or oh hell no. no? No, you don't got no regret for He's, that. He,
0: I mean PS2 is God.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. We can't yeah, live I... without PS2. Ugh, I agree, but I just uh, it's I'm just so tired of terrible QB play, guys. It's just hurting my soul. He's also a running PS2. back. I love PS two to death. But yeah. I can't stand this QB play. I Justin think Justin Fields is a running back. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I saw it, it was like a, it was a Justin Fields is running back one behind uh, uh, Lamar with like the RB at the end. It was kind of funny.
0: I think just like I said on last week's pod, we need to trade. Um, even though, uh, just pretend the trade deadline didn't pass. We need to trade for Justin Fields <laughs> to be running back one. Uh, Ar- Ar- RB what? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, pretty much that game was uh, another game. Justin Fields goes off, but the the defense sells for him. Poor guy. I know I called him a, a bust, and Charlie's never gonna let me go for that. But um, I, I think I think he's he's pu- he's putting up a pretty good case uh, to be their franchise QB. They just they're gonna go crazy. The, the one thing people aren't like realizing where most people the fact they they're like leading the salary cap um you know expectations for next offseason by like a wide margin so they're gonna go crazy and get like all the defensive free agents all the offensive linemen and and they still have their draft picks um obviously you know they uh they traded roquan smith got draft capital but they also you know got chase claypool a weapon who you know chase claypool is a really underrated receiver so um yeah, the Bears' situation is really interesting because even though they're they've been really poverty since you know they last uh, went to the Super Bowl and were in the playoffs with Jay Cutler, um, they could really make some noise with uh, the salary cap and draft capital that they have. So
2: yeah, and I, I just want to touch on this too, real quick. We kind of talked about it earlier, but the, we're talking about the Bears and the Lions, right? So we're when it comes to poverty in the NFL, right? We're looking <laughs> we're looking at two of the two of the top contenders, thirty and thirty one points yeah
1: the broncos tend to relate uh, the... <laughs> i'd probably be like three and zero if they played the broncos
2: like like <laughs> some of these teams would look like they, they were sent from from the football gods to just win the super bowl if they had our defense and we can't score more than 16 points it makes yeah. no
0: sense to me nfl is a wild sport it's crazy that a russell wilson offense uh, has only has had their high scoring game at twenty three against a poverty <laughs> ravers defense, Raiders defense. Yeah,
1: that we still
2: players. lost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so, oh man, it's so much pain within me. Um, the Dolphins defeating the Cleveland Browns thirty nine to seventeen. to us playing at an MVP caliber caliber level. Um, Jacoby Brissett playing against his uh, former team from last year. Um, didn't have the worst game, but. Um, the the Dolphins' offense was just too much for uh, Cleveland's defense. Cleveland's defense was extremely overrated coming into the season, and um, they just uh, you know they honestly they kind of they kind of remind me of us at least. Um, they they can actually have like decent quarterback play, and um, well, I'm not saying Russ can't, but um, you know we've seen Jacoby Brissett win them a few games, and obviously Nick Chubb is the best back in the league. So um, you know there's that, but. The Dolphins just look like a look like a Super Bowl contender, to be honest with you. Um, I'm looking at the Dolphins stat sheet to see if um, our boy Bradley Chubb got anything. Oh, half a sack, Bradley Chubb, um, on the stat sheet for the Dolphins. Um, I, he, he, what
2: was it? I believe I I believe I saw. saw oh my God, I believe I saw something saying that he was getting he was getting some good pressure for him, but I don't think he played the whole game. I could be wrong, though. Mm. Could be wrong.
0: Yeah, so obviously the Dolphins trading that first round pick. Um hopefully uh you know, I'm not too sure with uh what what it's going to look like for the Broncos the rest of the season, but the Dolphins um you know, maybe Bradley Chubb could uh, get a Super Bowl, who knows. Um I really think happy th- for him. Yeah. He obviously got that big contract, so you know, you you know, you can't hate on that at all. Not yeah, at he, all. when he was healthy, he did a lot for this team in the city, so Um, yeah, Dolphins continuing to look like a a powerhouse in the AFC. Um, Tyree Kill, oh, I almost forgot to talk about him. How is this dude streaming Fortnite twenty four seven and is leading (laughs) the league in receiving yards by a wide margin? And this dude's about to break the record too.
2: It it really makes that Kyler excuse kind of go out the window, don't you think? I mean, good point. I mean, I I guess the positions are a little bit different, but I mean, if he is, he's literally streaming like all the time. He's probably streaming right now. I bet you if we went and looked, so like. It's kind of interesting to see how certain players... Again, I know the first argument is going to be all, well, it's a QB and a receiver, but we're not talking about any performing receiver. This dude's literally leading the league in receiving yards by a huge margin. It's not even close. So Yeah. so I
1: like the role that Jeff Wilson's playing in the offense for Miami. He's getting used almost like half the plays,
2: it feels like.
0: Only if we got Mike McDaniel. Only if we got Mike McDaniel.
2: Well, and... Yeah, I don't know. I think that's deep. That's a really deep discussion because that's what I've been – the point I brought up earlier. It's like is it – it seems like no matter who's there, we still perform bad. So what's the actual issue? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah,
0: I, I think the Broncos are the biggest question mark in the NFL right now. Like nobody can really tell you what's going on. So all fans just immediately resort to Russell Wilson's trash. He's the worst trade in NFL history, and there's that problem solved.
2: Are are you questioning George, uh, General George at all, by any chance? No.
0: Nope. Um, the head coach process, yes. Other than that, no. I think he's uh, close to the best GM in football.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, like, a lot of people want to knock him for the Miller and the Chubb trade and stuff. And it's like, you know, as much as I, I hated to see Miller go, in all reality, we did get an okay amount for him. You know, and same thing with Chubb. I mean – it's a first and we would have had to pay him what probably over 20 what was his contract like 20 million a year right or close to some yeah somewhere on there We don't got the money for that right now like come on
0: yeah um yeah just
1: uh i was talking there. to um one of my seahawks friends today you have and a friend um,
0: that's a seahawks fan
1: <sighs> unfortunately yes that's unfortunate it, 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 you, and he man, gives me a lot of shit every day and I hate him for it, but oh, that's awful. he was talking to me about how he traded Russ for all those picks and yeah. how we have no draft capital, and I'm like, we
2: yeah. have a first,
1: second, third, and fourth this year because of George Payton.
2: Yeah, and I'll give him that.
1: The trades that he made with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. I mean, as heartbreaking as it is, we still have that draft capital, and we have Russell Wilson. Absolutely. Wait, do we have We have we have a by the second- fact that we still had draft capital this year. <laughs> We have a, a
2: casual doesn't know anything about
0: us. Wait, I might be a casual too. We have a second this year.
2: I thought the the Miller was a 2023 pick. Was it not? Oh, was it? I I could be wrong. Don't do not don't quote me on that. I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, I, don't I want to quote quoted for that. This actually might get me excited because I I honestly thought we only had a first and third and fourth and then whatever else. Um, I mean that's that's interesting. That'd be uh, news to me. <laughs> I'd probably have to keep up more with that, do a better job, huh?
2: Hey, like, like I said, I might be wrong, so.
0: Um, oh, man, we could really talk about this Vikings and Bills game for a minute. <laughs> this game, Kirk Cousins throwing the ball 50 times, 350 passing yards, but he was picked off two times. Dalvin Cook, legacy game. But Justin Jefferson, look me look me in the eyes at everyone right now. He's him. Um, he is the best wide receiver in football. I'm ready to say it. Mm, is that, guy.
2: that is a very guy. I, right, I don't well, think it's a hot take at all. A hot take where? I, I, think I feel Jettas like you can put Tyreek and
1: Stephon Diggs right up there with him. One, oh, you know one A, one oh, yeah. B, and one C.
0: He's up there with them. Uh, Devonte, Devonte is my number two. Um, But I, I don't know. Jay Jeddahs is the best in the league now. I. That game did it for me. And it's not the catch. I, I will, I'll i say it right now. That was the best catch in NFL history, like debate a wall. I think that was the best catch in NFL history given he was literally being grabbed and shit like – and that was like literally like an Odell type of catch but almost better, just falling back. But that has nothing to do with that. That game, he literally won that game for the entire football team. You know, obviously Kirk Cousins throwing the ball. But that was like one of the best games I've seen from a wide receiver in a while. I'm ready to call JJ as the best uh, player in the league. I actually got his jersey like um, a few days before the game. So I was super excited to see that.
2: Yeah. His I... ability to
1: get open is just insane. That That's exactly mm-hmm. what I making... On that last drive, he got targeted like a thousand
2: times. And then that catch he had on the three-yard line just really capped it all off. And he's big too. He's big. He's not He's not small. It's not like you got Tyreek Hill over here getting separation. I mean, Tyreek Hill still Tyreek Hill. Don't get me wrong. But I think he's like 6'1", 6'2", right? Like, he's not a small dude. Yeah. And he's able to get all this separation. So it's like all you got to do is just get the ball in his area. And while we're, while we're on the topic, you touched on Kirk. You remember when we almost had Kirk a few years ago? What was that, like four years ago now? Something
0: like that, yeah. Uh, Von Miller tried recruiting him.
2: Yeah, I imagine. Imagine. I wonder how different things would have been. I wonder. Yeah, we ended up with Keenum instead, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I,
0: I don't know, like all that though. Like I know people, they they always are like, yeah, we should have took Josh Allen instead of uh, Bradley Chubb. I think I think situations play such a big effect into this. I agree. I, I don't think Kirk Cousins would honestly um have like anywhere near the same success in Denver that he is in Minnesota, and even in Minnesota, like in prime time, he's like shit for whatever reason. <laughs> and I mean, you could literally pull up the numbers. I don't, I'm not sure when was the last time you won a primetime game, but years ago, uh, back in caveman times. But <laughs> yeah, it's, I really think situations play so much in the NFL uh, with that, and not just the NFL, with multiple sports. Um, but yeah, I, I do, I do see your point there, Justin. I'm sorry, Dustin. yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree. And it's just because you brought it up. I'll touch on it. Like Josh Allen, right? He wasn't fantastic out the gate either. And yeah. I, I've been one of those guys. It's like, oh, you should have drafted Allen should have drafted Allen. And it's like, yes, but also no, like it, it, it took him three years. Like, if it, who's to say if it was any other staff, any other place that he would have gone to if he would have became Josh Allen or not. And that's what people 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 forget is that prospects are prospects, and they're fantastic athletes, but you see, you see coaches take these players that are just good athletes but have terrible fundamentals and turn them into one of the best players in football, and then you see players that are supposed to be the number one draft prospect of, you know, the last five, ten years, and they go and do absolutely nothing. So I I guess just to add to your point, I, situations do play a huge part, and I don't feel like people – I'm on boat with you. I don't think people realize that that much.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Um, this game was just Wow. It's just one of, um, I honestly didn't watch this full game. I really just watched the fourth quarter and overtime just in like highlights. So I didn't really see, um, you know, that much, but it looks like it was an incredible game. TJ Oxen had seven catches, 45 yards. Sure. Uh, PPR managers are happy about that. Um, I, I saw a lot of people on TikTok and Twitter calling this the best game of the year, even better than the Ravens and dolphins game. Um, I, I picked the Bills to win this game. This one uh, honestly shocked me.
1: Do you have any idea why the Bills are regressing? Because it seems like they've been, you know, haven't been themselves the past couple of weeks. It's an entertaining discussion. Um, I Is Josh uh, Allen just, like, rattled?
2: Possibly. But they're, that they're... loss versus the Jets seemed to have him pretty pissed off. I know uh, he – He's supposed I mean, not supposedly, he has an elbow injury and he threw 43 times. So I'm sure that probably didn't help with that. Yeah. That problem they had going on, but I don't know. It it could also just be like, uh, uh what's that saying? It goes, you don't want to start off too hot. Cause then you fizzle out, you know, and they came right out the gate. I think their first game was like 40 points, wasn't it? So I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying count the bills out. The bills are still the bills. Not what I'm saying at all, but it's possibility that maybe they're just. They're, they're work they're They're, uh, they're just reaching like a fatigue point, you know, and maybe maybe they'll start picking it back up here in a couple games. But I I don't think they regressed. I think maybe the Vikings might just be a little bit better than people wanted. With me. I mean, they're eight and one, but I still don't see people go like, oh, the Vikings are going to go all the way or anything yeah. like that. They just say the Vikings are winning. So uh, maybe may, maybe the Vikings are better than people think they are.
0: I'm one of those people. I I think the Vikings are potentially first round exits. I'm not going to lie.
2: <laughs> first round exit?
1: Yeah, I'm not very yeah. high on them either. Yeah. Even after
2: this game. I think it's interesting, Kirk, uh, well, I think it was his interview last week. He said, like, last year they they lost a bunch of one-possession games. That's what it was. And now yeah. it seems like, like this year every game that they win is literally just by, like, one possession. So it's kind of interesting how that completely just flipped over, and I wonder what, yeah. what the difference is.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. That really ties all the way back to the Broncos because the Vikings are finding ways to win the games, and the Broncos are not. Yeah. Um, You would think after the way things went in that fourth quarter against the 49ers that, okay, maybe Russ in this offense knows how to finish football games, but no, they just don't. That was, I don't know, whatever it was in that last drive, um, we saw Russ using his legs a lot on that last drive, but um, that's not how every game has gone for us this year. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It seems like every game this offense does have a chance to put together a game-winning drive. They just don't do it, and the, the Vikings do. So that's what separates good teams, football teams, from bad football teams. Um, and you know, the Broncos obviously are in that bad football team
2: category because of that. Yeah. Um, It's a, it's a game of inches in Denver's case. It's usually a game of like 10, 15 yards on third down, but (laughs) you know, it it all depends. Sometimes 25, will we get a couple of penalties there, you know, but (laughs) all right. Oh boy. Um, giants and
0: Texans, the giants moved to seven and two beat the Texans 24 to 16, Texans continue their tank for uh, Bryce Young campaign. Um, Bryce Young and Damian Pierce are gonna be a hell of a duo. <laughs> um,
1: I honestly don't think Davis
2: Mills plays that bad, or he so, played that bad.
0: Yeah, he's we're, not as bad as people think. He's just on a shit
2: team. We're sold on Bryce Young for number one next year. That, that's 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 where we're at. It
0: it seems like it. I would have to do you know more research and all that, but that it seems like that's the favorite. Or
2: well, maybe C J.
1: Stroud. Uh, yeah, They're both kind are... of the
2: same player. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I knew a lot about him. I was just kind of curious because, yeah, it definitely seems like there's a few teams not trying their hardest out there for sure.
1: The Saquon Barkley
2: had 35 carries this game.
1: Saquon's a beast. I love well, Saquon. They came, the Giants came into this game knowing that that Texans run D is absolutely awful. And they, they were just pounding that rock. I love, I
0: love Saquon so much.
1: It's good um, to see him
0: healthy again. And Daniel Jones had like the easiest game. He had thirteen completions yeah. for almost two hundred yards, so that's that's pretty good. Um, two touchdown passes. I mean, he's just continue. They're continuing. Brian Dable is continuing to show that he is the probably the best head coach in football right now. I mean, the way this dude manages his offense and puts together game plans, just thing of beauty. Thing of beauty. What he's doing there. Um, I think he deserves so much credit for what he did with Josh Allen and. Now we're, we're literally seeing it with the Giants offense. So it's absolutely insane how much he's uh, um, improved that team. I mean, you think about um, players that really improve teams, but Brian Dable is someone who's not even on the field, and you can tell, you can physically see the effect he is having on their team. I mean, I can't praise Brian Dable enough. So
1: well, you, They talked about Coach Hackett kind of bringing a, a winning mentality or, or, like, good vibes to this team as a whole. Mm-hmm. You didn't really see that with Vic Fangio. But at a Brian Dable, you really see a lot of urgency. That's and what, yeah. I think that's what Hackett lacks. Yeah. I mean, you watch a lot of his press Discipline, too. Very nonchalant. And the discipline is there in New York, and it's not here in Denver. So
0: I could not agree more on that. It's just um, he says that the accountability is there, but I don't see it. Um, I'm sure they address that stuff in the film room and whatnot, but I, like you said, you hit it right, right there. It's the urgency is just not there with this Broncos offense. Now, if is doing an absolutely incredible job, he's probably going to get a head coach spot, whether it's next year or the week, the year after. I hope um, not. Yeah. Hope
1: not either. You probably I, will, but I hope not. <laughs> the fact that we thought that the defense was going to regress after saying bye to Fangio is insane. I'll, I'll, defense is arguably better
0: i want to talk to you guys, guys about something this is a um a topic that's been debated uh by broncos country a lot the last uh 24 hours or so do you think we should have moved on from vic fangio oh
1: good boy uh that, that's a very very tough question look, okay
2: I'll and say do, this. You,
0: do you think we would be doing better right now with Vic Fangio too? To, yes, to that is a
2: yes. definite yes.
1: I, I think 100%. a potato could coach better than Nathaniel
2: Hackett. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, right. like, like, like I said, I know uh, we, we could probably pull a couple of like the locker room guys too out here and just have them coach too, because it's like there's no, <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no. I hate to, like, say it, but there's, like, no discipline. There's nothing like that. That's the only way to word it. It's, like, how do you only score 10 points? It's 2022 in NFL football we're talking about, and we're putting up 10 points. The Lions and the Bears just put up 30. Gr- granted, they were against each other, sure. But, like, did anybody else – like, what What were the scores for this week? Like, is are there other teams scoring 10 points? Because I don't think so. The Saints scored 10 points this week. Okay. But yeah, they're Saints- the Saints,
1: and they have Andy Dalton. So,
2: yeah. Exa- yeah, so – Great, so we're on the same level as Andy Dalton and the Saints. That makes me feel real comfortable going forward. It's good.
1: <laughs> Look, oh I, I'll God, say
2: I'll, I'll say this about Fangio. Look, I, I, in in hindsight, it's easy to say no, we shouldn't have moved on from him, right? That that that's just like the the right thing to say. But I do truly think that our team was capped where it was with Fangio. I don't think he was the future by any means. Do I, I think he would have won us more games this year? Yes but do I think that we still should have moved on from them? Yes. And uh, um, what's your
0: fi- what's your final take on that, um, Charlie?
2: I mean,
1: you really look at how simple Fangio's offense was back with Teddy Bridgewater. But, I mean, at least Teddy Bridgewater could make some of those plays that you need every now and then drive us down the field and score a couple touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I really don't think Russell Wilson would be doing much either with Fangio right now, if you think about it. I mean, just the simplistic playbook that he has and the lack of urgency and just everything about Fangio. I I don't like it, but I I do think it'd
2: be slightly better than Hackett this season.
0: Yeah, Uh, I mean, their, their rankings are literally the worst in the league, so it's like, okay, how could it be worse? So
2: yeah, exactly, and you know what? While, while we're on it, this is kind of another thing I, I wanted to ask. So, like you see on the sidelines, like if Aaron Rodgers or you know Brady or all these great quarterbacks, right? If they don't like what's going on, if they have a disagreement with what their coach is doing, that they'll they'll speak up about it. They'll say something. Like I feel like if if the issue truly is the playbook and the issue truly is is what Hackett's doing, why doesn't Russ step up and, and say something? Like, I can't imagine if, if if this was Peyton Manning we were talking about we had in here right now and the issue was Hackett. Like, I'm not saying go out, you know, and put him on full blast, but it's like we, we're sitting here saying, oh, well, Russ isn't doing much, the playbook this, you know, playbook that. But it's like he he needs to change it then. Like, if he's not capable of doing what that playbook has in place, then something needs to be changed, and I don't get why it's not being changed.
0: It's an interesting point to make. Um, I know we talked about a little bit on the podcast, uh, like a few weeks ago, about you know just uh, like like you said, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, the fact that they are so hard on their teammates and they they get they get visibly frustrated and let their players know when they're doing something wrong. And it's just that accountability, that discipline, that really makes your teammates better. And we don't really ne- necessarily see that from Russell Wilson. We kind of see um, more of like a nurturing kind of um you know player from russell wilson he's kind of there uh more and you know i don't hate that he's like hugging KJ hamler and patting him on the back his shoulder pads let him know that everything's going to be all right and you know
2: let's ride but um, <laughs> yeah okay we, please don't no not not yet i can't handle that
0: <laughs> broncos country
2: um but let's no. hide dude come on uh
0: but no um we yeah I, I do agree we need to see like more of um you know that um, that fire that, like, Tom Brady and yeah. Aaron Rodgers bring. That's what makes the great players great. We saw it from Peyton Manning a lot here in Denver.
2: Absolutely. And, like, we don't we don't need to, like, get too much into it because I, I know it's been talked about before. But it's, mm-hmm. like, it, again, I don't know the guy personally, but, like, we've heard the story about Marshawn and Sherman. They couldn't even reach Wilson. They had to talk to his manager. It's, like, it, is this dude just, like, does he just look fake from the outside looking in, or is it all just, like, super – like I don't know how better way to word it, like cringy and fake. Cause from the outside looking in, like none of it looks authentic at all. And it drives me nuts. And like we 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 won against the Jaguars last week. He hadn't said it for the last two weeks. And of course he had to throw that let's ride in. I think that's the issue. I think it's the let's ride. I think that's the curse right there. It just needs to disappear. Maybe that's the problem. I figured it out, guys. It's so the let's ride. <laughs> me and
0: Charlie have a theory that um he's just faking this to fuck with the media. It's all one big
2: act. It's all just a cringe, like a cringe publicity stunt. Yes. Well, I wonder. May, may, maybe he just has such loyalty towards Seattle that he's purposely playing bad this year so they can get a good draft pick, and then next year he'll play up to par. Maybe that's what it is.
0: Well, I mean, they can't tank this year because you know <laughs> the first round pick is courtesy
2: of. Um, no, that's that's what managers. that's that's what I meant. It's it's uh, our picks with Seattle. So I'm saying, the worse we do, the better pick they get. Oh, I got
0: you. I got you. I got you.
2: Sorry, I misunderstood you. So the, the, worst, the worst we do, the better pick they get, you know?
0: Oh, boy. Um, We have – okay, so we just talked about the Texans and Giants games. I mean, Saquon Barkley is – Saquon Barkley and uh, Brian Dable deserve all the credit there in New York. Um, now we can kind of talk about uh, the Jaguars and Chiefs game. Nothing really much to say about this game. I mean, uh, if you pick the Jaguars and win this game, not sure what you were uh, – Smoking up before your uh, predictions, but um yeah, Chiefs, uh, Chiefs
2: be Chiefs, you know.
0: Yeah, the uh, Chiefs are the best team in football, and it's gonna take uh, quite a bit for someone to change my mind on that. Um And Travis Kelsey just keeps on laying up the stat sheet, even though I hate the Chiefs, he's on my fancy
2: team, so I'll take it. So, so you 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 one hundred and ten percent, without a doubt in your mind, have the Chiefs over the Bills
0: in the Super Bowl, yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Okay, I'll say ninety nine point ninety nine percent.
2: Okay, only, so that there okay. is a sliver of doubt. <laughs> only
0: be only because the Bills have lost them the two uh, last two times they made the AFC Championship. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's fair.
0: But to me, and I told Charlie and Noah this: if the if the Chiefs would have won in the regular season, I probably would be taking the Bills in the in the AFC Championship to go to the Super Bowl. I know that's crazy, and that's that's crazy to say, but I just feel like that has the The most recent game that a team plays against another has so much to do when it comes to how you're going to prepare for the game, what your film reviews are going to look like, what game plan you're going to take on for the next matchup. I think that has so much to do with it, and I I don't know. I think the Chiefs are going to get them in the playoffs again.
2: Yeah, I, I'm I'm back and forth on it. I was just curious because like I can't I cannot a hundred percent confidently say I'm one way or the other. So I was curious if you had something that would sway my sway my mind but they're both just really good great teams that you know yeah. hopefully we could be at some point in the near future so i wish <laughs> i'll stop hey. i'll stop crying but
0: key emphasis on hope
1: yeah have you seen uh, trevor lawrence try to talk trash wait, no what? i haven't <laughs> or try to like huddle those guys in the locker room it, it'll uh-huh. kind of sound like russell wilson it's just monotone and lackluster you're like all right guys let's come on let's go put on a show today Let's go show them who we really are. And then they go and get pulled
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. There's no way he said, show you what you, what we really are. You're the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars,
2: dude. Yeah. It <laughs> looks, like, that looks like they're showing them what them they are.
1: Still owner, they're still poverty.
2: Poverty. Yeah. You know, it sucks. throwing this poverty word around. Cause somebody could turn around and throw it on us. I'm scared for the, the <laughs> yeah, backfire here. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think we'd be, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. Forget it. I think we'd beat the Bears, but we can talk about that later or a different time. All
0: right, so now let's talk about the uh, Saints and Steelers game. Steelers won this one 20 to 10. I had the Steelers in this one. Um just another uh another matchup of uh shitty teams. Um looks like Andy Dalton another crappy game. Um Kenny Pickett finally didn't uh throw an interception, so uh um that's good. A huge step in the right <laughs> direction. And Najee Harris finally had a good game. So um yeah, nothing else to really say about that one.
2: Yeah, yeah, man. I was I'll say this. I was so excited to watch this game that I forgot to watch it. So <laughs> the hype just just got to me and I lost track of time. Oh hell no, man. Um
0: let's see what else do we got. Um we got the Colts and Raiders game. Oh, oh yeah, here we go. I'm ready for this one. I've been ready for this one. All right, uh, Raiders, wh- whatever you guys call yourselves, whatever your fan base is called, um, ra- all you Raiders fans, pay close attention. Poverty, poverty, You poverty. guys suck.
2: Yeah, I don't know how you lose to uh, Jeff Saturday, Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, and m- maybe I'll bite those words, you know. Maybe Jeff Saturday becomes the next Hall of Fame, you know, head coach. You know, May- maybe. But, you know, right now, I'm going to go ahead and throw this in their face while I can you lost to Matt Ryan and Jeff Saturday.
1: So embarrassing. How do you lose to a team with 3 different offensive coordinators in the past 2 weeks?
2: <laughs> Dude, I'm looking
0: at that and I'm like, did like did they actually just like cook up a 25 uh, 25 point scoring <laughs> game or was it just cuz it's the poverty Ra- Raiders defense?
2: Uh, I th- I think it's just the Raiders. Uh, you know, I Man, yeah, it has to be the Raiders. You see that big run? How, how many yards was it that Matt Ryan got off? Like, you're going to sit here and tell me that that would have <laughs> happened to anybody else? Like, come on. Oh, no gosh. one but the Raiders. As we say on
1: every Broncos Avenue podcast, Raiders are going to Raider.
2: Dude, yep. dude, and they dude, are Raidering. Dude has, like, a 5'340". A like, there's no way. Granted, like, I guess his strides are, like, four yards each. But, like, there's <laughs> no way. 37 years old. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how the hell you lose
0: to a head coach that interim head coach that is never coached in college or the NFL. High um, school only, right? Yeah. High school only, and in yeah. high school he had a losing record. So
2: that that's, a, <laughs> that's just. It's like hey, it, you know. I I will say this while we're on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe uh, Jonathan Taylor had actually a really good game. What was it? 147 yards, right? Six point seven average. So yeah. I don't know if yeah. I don't know if uh, Saturday had anything to do with this, but their own line's been playing terrible. Their you know running game hasn't been very good, and then maybe coincidentally, again playing against poverty here, but coincidentally or not coincidentally, his first game as the head coach, their own line seemed to do significantly better, and Jonathan Taylor gets 147 yards.
0: Yeah, and the Raiders' D line's supposed to be good, but yeah, they're, they're not they're bad.
2: Not. I mean, I'm sorry, they're poverty, but still. What part of
1: the Raiders really is good? You got um, Devontae Adams, and that's it.
0: Their punter is good. <laughs> They'll probably uh, make a Pro Bowl just to just for uh, Roger Goodell to ex- express his condolences.
2: I'll, I'll say this while we're talking about good people on the Raiders. I don't know how their scouting department still has a job, but um, but I think they've gotten rid of their last like four dra- first round draft picks or something like that, right? None of them are on the team anymore. Yeah. That's that's wild,
0: dude. Like how do you manage what? to draft so many criminals and when you do, <laughs> when you don't draft the criminal, they're absolutely ass bad. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's yeah. That's embarrassing. At least
1: Max Crosby is good. I think they hit on that one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, until he uh not to yeah, give him too gonna, much
1: credit or anything.
0: Yeah, until he uh robs a bank or something, I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Rose um, got the tattoos to look like Puss Malone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um,
0: Post Malone. Yeah, Post Malone rushing the passer. <laughs> um, Cardinals and Rams game. Um, I picked Cardinals in this one. They win by ten points. Um, the Rams just continue to have a Super Bowl hangover. I mean, we say this week after week. Um, yeah. they Kinda looking lo- like us. Something that surprised me, uh, we received the news like an hour or so ago. They they cut, you know, Benjamin. Interest interesting move because I thought he was their, um, like really solid, you know, backup option for when James Conner is injured. But, um, I don't know what's been going on with him this season. But they they cut, you know, Benjamin. I seen a lot of Broncos fans saying that we should uh cut Melvin and pick him up
2: yeah i mean i don't really care who we pick up just cut melvin we could cut melvin and pick
1: up some bread from the store or something
2: yeah we could pick up anybody i don't really care like and it sucks like just i know it sounds like melvin hate melvin hate melvin hate but this dude he'll he'll break for 20 yards and then fumble the ball so 20 yards does not matter like i'm so i'm so over melvin gordon
1: i was a melvin gordon supporter for the first two years in denver but it it really took up until about a few games ago for me to really start hating him (laughs) the raiders game
2: I get anxiety every time this guy touches the ball. Like when, when I, if I'm like, if I like glance at my phone real quick and I see that we're running the ball, my first instinct is, "Oh my god, I hope it's not Gordon." Like, dude, it's terrible. Yeah, I think we all think that same way. It's, uh, yeah, that, it's just bad. To touch on that Rams game though, I I don't believe Stafford played, correct? So no, I, I wonder oh, yeah, John if that. Wilford? Yeah, I John Wolford and Bryce Perkins, I think. Which it doesn't look like Wolford actually played too bad, minus the interception, I guess. What, he's 24 for 36, 212 yards. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I wonder how, how much that, that made a difference. But, I don't know. Wait, did Kyler play?
0: Uh, no, he no. did not. No, Col- Kyler
2: didn't play either. Okay, Col- Col- game. Forget what I said. It uh, doesn't matter.
0: Didn't uh, Trace McSorley come in
1: too? It, it said he came in, but I don't see him on the stat sheet. So
0: Yeah, I guess they just uh, ran with James Conner. I mean, they had the lead, so, um, yeah, Cardinals win this one, four and six. Um, I mean, maybe they can make some noise towards the end of the season. Um, they have a they have a team. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is probably out as the head coach, though. Um, if they don't make the playoffs, um, that one that situation seems all but done. Kyler Murray was uh, expressing his frustrations with him, seemed pissed off at him. It's funny watching. Um, uh, I'm not gonna say that, but funny watching a very short man get pissed at someone taller than him
1: if you were gonna say it i was gonna say it yeah i mean up until you said i can't say
2: that you know height size looks doesn't really matter in a cod chat so it kind of turns turns a little bit differently once you're on the field you know damn
0: maybe you should uh play Fortnite and and take some notes from (laughs) take some
2: notes from hill
0: (laughs) um packers and cowboys game also picked the packers in this one um, uh, Aaron Rodgers owns Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I just had to say it. It's uh, I don't know. Um, Fair enough. Uh, Dak Prescott threw the ball forty six times, but threw the ball uh, through two picks. That was kind of the difference in this game. Um, no turnovers for Green Bay. Christian Watson finally has the game that the Packers uh, drafted him and wanted to see it from him. Um, he had a dr- drop early in the game, but after that, he bounced back and had one hundred seven yards and three t- receiving touchdowns. He is really what the Packers have needed the last few weeks. Um losing DeVonte is obviously um the reason for why their offense has been so lackluster this season. And finally they they have a Devontae Adams uh type of game and they beat a really good NFC team in the Dallas Cowboys. So um this this makes me question are the Cowboys actually legit or not? I I honestly don't think they are, but I think they before this game we were it, like talking about them as potential NFC championship contenders look
1: i no
2: i yeah i agree with him 100% like i don't know you know i this 6 and 3 sure but man when i see cowboys i see first round playoff exit that yeah. that's immediately what i think so and to touch on it while we're here cuz i've seen a lot of people talking about it your thoughts on on Rodgers and its it's it's a lot of people were saying, which, again, I wasn't one of these people because it's Rodgers, but people were saying, oh, well, Rodgers is, is done for, he's over, It's career's I done. That. Yeah, I was curious about your guys' yeah. thoughts on that. Yeah. Uh, I definitely don't think it's over. If you look at the frustrations –
1: up until this game it was just his receivers are terrible okay. well yeah, yeah a lot there,
2: there's a lot and of he's drops. making all the passes
1: that are needed and his yeah. receivers are
2: just dropping though. there's like the guy doesn't turn the ball over with the exception of last week i think he turned it over a couple times last week but or was it the week before and I you see what remember, this team can but... do when they don't drop balls and come out and beat a solid cowboys
1: defense on prime time
2: exactly yeah i i, I never counted rogers out but i was curious your guys' thoughts on that because i saw a lot of that trending but it was right there with brady too so Brady and Rogers' career over. Get
0: out of here. Yeah. 22-16, um, to 16, the Chargers lose to the 49ers. Thanks a lot, Chargers. Um, <laughs> we get a worse draft pick. But, I mean, I, I, I my outlook on the season isn't too great, but this does close the window for potential, um, you know, maybe we can make some type of run. I mean, we can say it over and over again, but, I mean, uh, division loss does technically help us, um, but at the same time it hurts us with our draft pick. So, um, speaking of that draft pick, what do you what do you guys want to do with that pick? You're thinking, uh, oh, well, what, what which
2: position? All right, I'd I'd have to look at the actual class to to give you like an honest honest answer, but yeah. I think the easy the easy just throw it out there answer is the line, and it's not even like, like I right tackle. our ta- our tackle yeah our tackles especially so. I actually yeah, want I'd have wide... to agree with you. Yeah. All right tackle. I actually uh, I'm a wide receiver. Yeah, that was that was my second really? one and yeah, the the, yeah. the only the only reason I didn't say that first is because again, th- this is going to depend on the on the prospects. So I'm not going to sit here and lie and act like I've looked at them, but typically you're able to get solid receivers, you know, second, third round. So that, that's kind of my thought process is we could go after him in those second and third rounds. But if there is a guy there in the first round, there's a guy there in the first round, you know? So,
1: yeah. Just um, pray for no Jalen Reggers. Ooh.
0: the first round. I'm praying for more of a Justin Jefferson. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. It, you know how bad it would be, though, if we had two first round receivers and we still weren't able to perform? I just um, want to- that, that's almost Raiders level of poverty. Sad, signing off. retirement retirement from (laughs) 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 like that would be really bad
0: so uh and my whole reasoning behind that is just there's been too many injuries in the wide receiver room and we need someone to develop chemistry with russ like fast i agree um and i think we could pick up like if uh if you guys are right that we do have a second round pick Um, I think we could pick up a really solid right tackle in the second round potentially. But like, like Dustin was saying, I got to do more research and look into these prospects individually. Once our season is officially over after uh, the 18th week, um, I'm going to start diving into draft content a lot. We're going to do a lot of draft uh, draft episodes on here, diving into film and all that's going to be fun. Um, The NFL draft to me personally, I like watching that more than like, um like playoff games and like watching the Broncos play like NFL draft. I love the draft so much. I will sit down last year. I sat down and
2: watched every single draft pick from first overall, all the way to all the way till Mr. Irrelevant. It's, it's always interesting to sit there and watch and be like, Oh yeah, this guy's going to be good. This guy's going to be good. And then it's never those two guys. It's always like these three random people you never expected to make an impact. And they're top 10 in the league now. Like, Dude, Jalen Rieger is gonna be a top five receiver. He's gonna elevate that <laughs> Eagles receiver. He is such
0: a steal. I'm glad they pass on Justin Jefferson. Fly Eagles fly.
2: Yeah. Well they're flying know, now. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, and, yeah and it, we're riding straight to depression.
0: Um let's see. Yeah, Bowling. that was that was the last game of the week. Um, and then the Commanders and Eagles play tonight on Monday Night Football. Um, any predictions for that one? I really think the Commanders going to blow out the Eagles.
2: Look, 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 I I wanted to ask this real quick. Okay. What do you think the Chargers' problem is? Like, like honestly, because they they, they they have players, right? You know, they got Herbert. You think it's just coaching? Just right. Uh, I, I think it's coaching. Yeah.
0: I don't think it's just coaching, but um, injuries has kind of hurt them. But I think mm-hmm. their their roster is just very overrated too. I think Brandon Staley is not a, a not meant to be a head coach. Um, his decision making is just awful, and the coaching general. But I think their roster is extremely overrated. I don't. I think their talent isn't as good as everybody says they are. I think that's always how the Chargers are, just because they're
1: in Los Angeles. Yeah, I think the defense is pretty good, though. I can't lie. Derwin James, Asate Samuel, Khalil Mack. Those are three really big pieces.
2: What? Do, yeah. And do you they produce every week. Do you guys think Herbert is as good as, as he's talked about? Or do you think like, – like, do you guys really think Herbert is that guy? Or do you think he's just a guy? Uh, Herbert's definitely the guy there yeah, in Los Angeles. He's, he's that guy. guy. That guy. Yeah.
1: But, I don't know. Injuries have kind of derailed his season. And yeah. it hasn't looked the same ever since that rib injury on prime primetime. So – I don't know. I think it's really just going to take an off-season recovery for him, you know. Start fresh next season. At least that's yeah. what I'm hoping. So, because we need to start fresh too. Oh you yeah.
0: Guys, you guys think they're going to get rid of Keenan Allen after the season, or maybe he retires?
2: I mm,
1: I don't see them getting rid of him to be honest. Yeah, he'll be back if, next year.
2: Yeah, it depends on if he wants to leave or not. I I guess because like where's I, he at on his
1: contract?
0: Yeah, that's that was so my next a, question. That's a that's a good question. I just think he's I don't know. I wouldn't say he's out of his prime, but he's kinda is.
1: Thirty-two and a hamstring injury is very hard to deal with.
2: It, it it's I think Keenan Allen's one of those players that if he can perform at all, even if he's not wide receiver one, you can't really like it you, you can't really just get rid of him. He's been there for forever. It's like, you know, when you think the Chargers like Keenan Allen's one of the first things you think of. So it's kind of hard to just imagine that they just it's kick him out the door. Well, so, said the same thing about Vaughn and Denver. Yeah, yeah we that's true. Easily. I'll tell you this though, they're not getting a second round pick for Keenan, so Oh definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> um he's on a four year eighty yard uh I'm sorry,
0: eighty million dollar contract. Um he actually isn't an unrestricted free agent all the way till twenty
1: twenty five. Oh, he's staying then. That, that's an L for the Chargers. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, that's an interesting situation because I don't really know. In 2023, he's going to make $15.5 million. This year, he's making $16.5 million just to do nothing, just to <laughs> sit in his home and recover.
2: Well, and and on, on the flip <laughs> side, it's like, who's going to want to take that contract too? If anybody wanted to get him and the Chargers wanted to get rid of him, I don't yeah. see anybody wanting to take that big of a contract on for the next three, four years. Exactly. I mean, unless the Chargers are paying for it. Yeah, I guess that's possible, so too. So,
0: that's what kind of leads me to, you know, obviously Keenan Allen's been their guy for the franchise. I mean, he's like 30 years old. He's still not, like, old by any means. But um, if they don't get the production that they want out of him and then maybe they want to draft the wide receiver early, then that's something to, to um watch for, honestly. um, He's a, still, still a great route runner. When you talk about the best route runners in the league, you see NFL players listing their favorite route runners. They always have Keenan Allen top three, so – um, I got he's, Judy top two, and he's I got, got two. Yeah, I was about to say, I got Judy top one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's going to be it for today's episode. A super fun episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Um, it was great having um, you guys on. So, uh, good having my guest on, uh, Dustin, today. Um, great talking Broncos with you. Great having Charlie on today as well. Um, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode um, make sure you guys are followed uh, wherever you guys are listening to whether it's from spotify apple podcast if you're watching on youtube i appreciate you guys so much uh, wherever you guys are listening if you're on youtube subscribe hit the like button all that stuff and all that um you know following turning post notifications on leaving a rating that makes it so much easier for us to you know push out episodes for you guys um we're going to be you know uploading more consistently so all the support is greatly appreciated um, as usually, as usual, it was a great episode. Um, any, anything you guys want to, you know, tap in before we uh, end this one?
2: Commanders, I, I got the Commanders.
0: Commanders, you I got, got the Commanders night? minus twenty
2: call, night. Call, call, call me crazy, all you want to. I got the Commanders. You want to know why? Because somebody has to. All right, I got it. <laughs> Don't worry about it.
1: Commanders beat the Steelers, and they're a little eleven and zero run back in two thousand twenty. Oh, they can boy. stop the, the Eagles here
0: tonight. Is Taylor Henicky him? Find out on a nice him. episode of Monday Night Football: Eagles versus Commanders. Yeah, uh, but yeah. now I, I got the Eagles by like seven in this one. I don't think it's gonna be a, be a blowout, but uh, I think the Commanders will compete with them. I, I just don't yeah. know if they're they're gonna be a good enough team to uh, you know make less mistakes than the Eagles and win this one. So. Uh but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um until the next one, peace. See ya.